welcome to the Long Gone Galaxy podcast. I am your host, Jason Shook, here for the 17th episode. And there's no getting around this. We're going straight down into the dungeon. Yes, I have been long waiting to do an episode like this. And as it should happen, the stars have aligned and I have put together what I consider a very, very uh, eclectic, but sticking to the boundaries of Dungeon Synth all-star cast, as it were. Um, And before we get into anything, I will, for my listeners who are not familiar with uh, Dungeon Synth and what it is and what it's all about, essentially... um, you are basically in for a ride very similar to the previous episode um, on All Hallows uh, Oralscapes, where I basically turned you loose into a whole bunch of uh, dark and uh, not all dark, but soundscape-ish tracks kind of woven together. Well, I'm not going to turn you loose on this one. I'm going to go ahead and guide you through this one, as I've got a lot to say about the artists that I have um, collected for this episode. So let's get to the main question at hand for those who are not familiar with Dungeon Synth. Um, What is Dungeon Synth? Well, as far as I'm concerned in my personal opinion of what it is and where it originated from, it is soundscapes to begin with. Um, And I believe it originated well before it even is what it is now, way back in the late 70s, um, throughout the 80s. And I believe a combination of Uh, RPG role-playing PC games as well as a lot of B-movies such as Conan uh, well Conan's not really a B-movie but Deathstalker would definitely be a B-movie fantasy type movies of of the type and a lot of the soundtracks that went along with them artists um, nowadays will most definitely cite um the godfather of Dungeon Synth, known as Mortis, and I will agree with that. I have long been a Mortis fan. In fact, I was running a record store when I first discovered Mortis during the second era of black metal and absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and then, as a domino effect, found um, other bands, uh, Satyricon's side project with Wong Graven. And so on and so on. I could go down a list and get really BM geeky here, but I'm not going to do that. What I will explain is that Dungeon Synth evolved um, over time and in a lot of ways started incorporating fantasy elements even outside of the traditional dark and dreary sounding ominous dungeon stuff that was originally um, being put out during that second era of, of black metal. To go full circle, it 
began getting extremely popular and in incorporating all of these different elements, and with that came many, many subgenres. Um, and I could go down that list as well. Many who are familiar with the genre know already. Um, winter synth and other other genres starting kind of branching off essentially they all fell under the banner of dungeon synth and since then it has snowballed and become this massive force and a huge community a very very kind and caring and extremely supportive community i've never ever seen as long as I've been playing music and been involved in music scenes, I have never seen this amount of camaraderie, uh, love, and obsession. <laughs> it, it all is, it's a very, very uncommon thing throughout a lot of other music scenes, and it's something that um, is very, very awesome. So... Let's get to the bands. Opening up the show there from uh, the Hyamat Derek Catastrophe compilation put out during Christmas of last year entitled Tales from the Inn at the Edge of the World. That was the opening track from Cobald uh, entitled Heroes and Legends. Now, Cobald has carved out quite a following and are pretty pretty good <laughs> they've got uh, a couple albums out on the hdk label out of italy um one to mention the valley of the forgotten secrets really good stuff um and hdk doing a lot of the more minimal synth and dungeon bit tune i won't say 8-bit i'll just say more retro sounding i guess would be the best way to explain it all very high quality and also very high quality cassette releases as well they also have a very uh D vibe to them like the tsr covers and it's very very cool stuff so check out the hdk okay so moving on i'm gonna get to the track that's going to get us rolling here and I jumped back just a couple years back to a track that I really fell in love with uh, from one of the Dungeon Synth compilations out of Antarctica <laughs> from uh, 2017 June uh, I have cited one of the Elixir tracks entitled uh, Le Amulet de Theomoste. I just could not get enough of this song, and it, it kind of sent me into a frenzy, started writing my own stuff, um, as well as a few other influences, obviously. But Elixir, huge in the scene, and out of France, has been going since 2017. He's got a hell of a discography under his belt, uh, about 10 or 11 albums, it looks like, and uh, I can't even tell you, he's probably on countless compilations, um, but a big influence and a huge influence throughout the dungeon synth scene. So. Elixir is going to get it going for us, and afterwards um, we will uh, visit the track that plays after it when I figure out what's playing after it. So, let's get into some 
elixir.
closing out the set there out of Cedar Falls, Iowa was Precious with his October 31st, 2018 release entitled A Promise. That was the third track entitled Crossing the Frozen Water, Ice Cracks Beneath Me, Water Fills My Boots. This album... I believe is phenomenal. I have listened to it over and over and over again. Um, I really like what Precious does as far as setting up uh, a, th- a theme and then a story to go with the tracks that he lays out. And from the six track album, all tracks from start to finish just play seamlessly and they just flow effortlessly. Effortlessly. Let's get these pronunciations right. Um, Really dig what Precious is doing. He's got a couple albums out before A Promise uh, from February 2018. He has Abandoned Us and then from August 2017, the self-titled. So do yourself a favor and give this album a listen. Moving on, we are going to go to... A guy that I have a lot of respect for. I apologize in advance because I'm more than likely going to butcher the album title as well as probably his name. But the artist is Isa Grimm or Ice Grimm. And the album that I'm citing is called Ik Gohorta dot Sagan or Sejan. And the track that I'm going to play for you is the 10th track off of this album, uh, Scarpin Skirim. This guy is another good storyteller. This album in itself is completely based around the Germanic legend of Hildebrand and Haudebrand. And even though it's all in German, I, I mean, if you listen to it, you get immersed in this whole story and it is just fantastic the guy writes some extremely epic stuff as well as keeping to a very core dungeon synth uh, foundation he also has a track on the new released dungeons and catacombs compilation uh, number nine which is nothing short of amazing it is just fantastic so i do highly recommend that and i will be playing some other artists off of that dungeons and catacombs compilation on this show later in the show so i highly recommend isagrim uh to anybody that is looking to get into dungeon synth and kind of find out what it's all about if they aren't very familiar with uh, many Dungeon Synth artists because he is a good gateway artist to get into to kind of delve into the deep. So without further ado, let's get into some Scarpum Skirum and then we shall move along down the path and do keep your torches lit because it is going to get a lot darker as we move down the steps. Thank you. 
inspired by the cloudy Cumbrian fells out of Oxford, United Kingdom, that is Bavinga with his track entitled Fells and Tarns, released August 2018 as a single. Bavinga having a very solid presence in the DS community has quite a few releases under his belt, a couple albums and a couple singles, and the last I checked, he is working on future endeavors, one which I believe is a split endeavor, so we will be looking forward to that. Definitely check out some Bavinga. It is some very cool, somewhat upbeat, somewhat lighthearted medieval uh, music. It's really, really good to listen to, um, sitting around reading a book, drinking coffee, as I have discovered. To give you some insight on what's going on in the background, uh, just so I can give the guy some props, I am borrowing uh, some royalty-free works from an artist who goes by the name Raven Keeper, who has put out three different ambient albums, basically soundscapes with some very minimal music in the background. I cited his albums Ambient 1 and Ambient 2 and they do loosely have some themes to them but for the most part um, kind of scattered soundscapes everything from thundery skies to dungeons and fields and what have you and his most recent release was uh, Ambient 3 which is more of kind of a shipyard and uh, sailing themed album I don't know I, I, I lost my train of thought there I was not sure how I was going to describe that I wouldn't say pirate but definitely some some uh, sunken ships and whatnot in there anyhow moving on we're going to pay homage to the women of Dungeon Synth and yes there are quite a few women out there making Dungeon Synth and making really good Dungeon Synth <laughs> Um, to start, we are going to go straight into Moral Dim, who, if you're not familiar with Moral Dim, is a tragic story, but also a groundbreaking story. Moral Dim, also known as Maria Rice, uh, took her own life earlier this year, sadly, and it shook the entire community to the core. Uh, I myself had even spoken to her days just after she had released her album and was kind of walking her through some Bandcamp stuff and just a very, very delightful person. I really enjoyed talking to her. Um, aside from the sadness of her leaving prematurely and leaving us with this one album, it is a groundbreaking album and I will read you one of the reviews um, that is on Bandcamp currently uh, from a Maxwell Heilman and he said this will be remembered as a pivotal album for fantasy ambient and dungeon synth music Maria approached the form like a singer-songwriter it's not just the atmosphere but her voice and arranging that drives this album this album would appeal to fans of bedroom pop and dream pop as much as fans of Lord of the Rings and ambient music. 
The new and exciting approach Maria took may well have changed the face of DS. Well, I wholeheartedly agree. She took this thing and turned it on its head and made it her own and gave us something to think about and also just revamped the entire genre as it were. Now there's a lot of other artists out there doing the same in a lot of different ways, but the special thing about Maria's is that she made it completely accessible across the lines. Um, it's to be realized that a lot of people aren't going to access Dungeon Synth right away um, unless it's hooked or somehow arranged in a way that you know they can get into it. Otherwise, I think they just dismiss it as soundtrack and leave it at that well that's all changing as more and more ds artists are leaning towards the vocals and util utilization of vocals and that's a really cool thing because there's so many vin there's so many avenues that can be taken for that so back to moral dim uh the title of this album is Wandering Songs and I am going to play my absolute favorite track off of this album which is track four entitled Of Wandering Two. Um, I'm not, I still haven't even looked into what the parenthesized deal here is which is uh, Have Em All uh, verse 138 uh, through 9. That's really bad on me, I should probably look that up. Anyhow, uh, track four of Wondering 2. This is for Maria. And Godspeed, Maria, wherever you're at out there. I know you're doing something amazing somewhere. And we shall move along into another realm right afterwards with another female artist who is also blowing up the scene and changing the scene, as it were. Just doing some amazing stuff. Uh, the girls of DS just out there killing it. So let's get into some Moro Dim with Of Wondering 2. Thank you. 
Hailing from Seattle, Washington, that is Morse Serta uh, from the Dungeons and Catacombs uh, compilation that was released this month of February 2019, uh, the ninth compilation from DNC. That song is entitled Grimoire of the Apprentice. Now, Fortuna, as she goes by, who is the mastermind behind Morserta, has her debut album, which is entitled The Ever Turning Wheel. Uh, two tracks running about 32 minutes or so. Just amazing work. Um, works itself more or less through scenery. Um, and I mean by that, scene by scene, um, tracks kind of woven together with a lot of different medieval um, backdrops kind of included in there. Uh, that album uh, can be found on Bandcamp as well as uh, from uh, Folk Vanger Records who are pretty heavy into the DS scene. They also have a very, very heavy roster of great stuff, including Monastery. Uh, oh, they've also got uh, Darrow Delph, huge. Um, kind of a DS Lord of the Rings metal crossover. Uh, a couple other bands on the label, Ulf Sang, Sojourner, and so on. Back to Morserta. I recently read an interview that was done with her in the Indie Metal Vault, and um, they pretty much coined her style as Dungeon Prog, which is pretty fitting for what she's doing. So I highly recommend this album. And from what I understand, she's also working on some new material, and uh, we're really looking forward to that. Behind me, um, another female, in the genre out of France, uh, goes by the name Arsoul. This song that's playing currently is called La Creature du Marrakech. And we're gonna listen to a track from the same album, which is entitled Fumaterre. Uh, I'm gonna cite the track just before this one called Ritual uh, Céline. Um, this album, kind of swampy dungeon synth, the, old, the whole thing is kind of based around, I think, a swamp witch is what I've derived from it thus far listening. It's got a lot of classical elements, a lot of chamber elements, and really is best suited, I believe, uh, when Halloween rolls back around, this album's going to be uh, at the top of the list. So, want to give a lot of props to the women that are out there doing the DS, and these are just a few. There are a lot more out there, and as always, Bandcamp is absolutely flooded with DS, so if you dig this stuff and are not familiar with it, um, you've got one hell of a ride and a really, really long rabbit hole to delve into. Anyhow, going to get into Ritual Saline and then move along with the show. Thank you. 
with his most recent single release that is whispering mirrors with a track entitled passing shadows whispering mirrors hailing from my realm of the world out here in the sunny snowy california um he and i talk quite a bit and we like to joke about the fact that um Everybody thinks that we're living on the beach uh, in beach houses with surfboards and flip-flops and shorts and uh, neither one of us <laughs> experience either one of those lifestyles. We, uh, we both <laughs> live in pretty, pretty different climates uh, as opposed to what the world thinks everybody experiences in California. Hails as uh, true Northern California dungeon synth, and that he is. He's got a couple albums under his belt, and Whispering Mirrors also uh, notably is one of the crossover artists. He dabbles in some black metal and brings a lot of dark ambient and doom into the dungeon synth world and kind of weaves it in rather seamlessly. Um, couple albums he's got before the passing shadows uh grammaticon and alter knife uh, are ones that i would cite for you to check out as well the track can also be found on the newest compilation from uh, dungeons and catacombs once again um, which was just released this month and which i also have a track on as well so you can check that out uh, coming up, I am going to introduce a guy that I've been following pretty much almost since I got into the DS stuff pretty heavy. Sarah Gost um, hails from the East Coast. Uh, I can't remember where. Hang on a second and I'll tell you. Uh, let me see here. Um, somewhere in the Carolinas, if I remember right. Anyhow, Sergost is another one of those DS band uh, artists that are basically turning it on its head um, and approaching it from a completely different angle, I believe, and kind of thinking outside the box. His uh, debut album entitled Halls of the Nameless King is best described, and I wrote a review on it. Um, it's uh, very Castlevania-ish and the reason I put that down was because it had a lot of uh, intricate bass lines. The guy's just a master at what he's doing. The track we're going to play comes from the second Shadow Lore uh, compilation and that you can find uh, which was released in 2018 December. Uh, the track The Shores of Winterlorn is by far my favorite that he's done so far. Uh, this is just an amazing track and really highlights all of the qualities that Sarah Gross, uh brings to the table. And that's on the Shadow Lore, the second. Um, and you can find that on Bandcamp. So let's check out some Saragost, The Shores of Winterlorn. <laughs> Thank you. 
from their self-titled debut released 2018 August. That is Somber Arcane with the track entitled Return from Dragon Spear, which I understand is based within the D&D Forgotten Realms. As I discovered uh, listening to an interview with them today on a podcast titled Midnight Ambience, podcast which you can find on youtube there is a very lengthy interview with them it's just shy or just over uh two hours long and it's probably one of the funniest most entertaining podcast interviews i've heard in quite a while um i really enjoyed listening to these guys speaking of which this is not your typical dungeon synth um format as it were it is a duo two guys came together and started doing uh, some dungeon synth out of their love with uh, dungeons and dragons and everything that comes within the fantasy realms and also the music itself and coincidentally were already doing it before they even realized they were making dungeon synth and pretty much just walked into the format which they continue to explain on the interview which i highly recommend checking out somber arcane also have a heavy hand in the northeast dungeon siege which is coming up this march uh ironically on my birthday um and unfortunately i'm not going to get to attend which i'm super bummed about but nonetheless hopefully i'll get to go next year and maybe even play i would love to do that um let me just give uh, some quick information on the dungeon siege which is happening it is by far the biggest uh collective of or it is a festival essentially it's a three-day festival of nothing but dungeon synth and dungeons and dragons and everything everything there in between um it's taking place in worcester massachusetts and they do have a website you can go to to check out more uh it's northeastdungeonsiege.com and there are a ton of DS artists from all around the world going to this thing. Let me give you a quick rundown. Uh, there's Algies Dawn, Blood Tower, Nevalur, a uh, big winter synth band there, uh, Mist Vale, Roman Master Monastery will be there. Um, obviously, Somber Kane will be playing it as well. Uh, let's see, Mortis is headlining it. So, I mean, it's the King Dungeon Synth Festival of all. Uh, Rowan will be there as well. Uh, Malfat, um, let's see, Orb of the Moons, um, Thoth will be there as well, and a whole bunch of others included. Back to Sombra Kane. These guys also, notably, uh, outside of Mortis, have really been spearheading the live element of DS, and I've watched quite a few of their videos online, and they look like they've pretty much got it nailed down um, as far as aesthetic-wise. I mean, they've got everything from the straight candles to the cloaks to casting spells, and they even explain on their Bandcamp page that basically these five tracks are <clears throat> a collection of spells uh, to recount events and places from different worlds and planes of existence. 
um, loosely speaking there of reality and non-reality which who cares at this point I mean is when you're this immersed it's all reality <laughs> at least it is to me I mean I get into this stuff and I can walk out my door and look there there's a lady playing a harp and there's some birds floating around in the forest and there might be a minotaur running around who the hell knows <laughs> at any rate somber came doing some amazing work and really looking forward to what they have in store for their next release so i will be looking forward to that as well Looking back at uh, what I was getting at at the beginning of the show with Dungeon Suit, uh, Dungeon Suits. <laughs> There's an idea. <laughs> Dungeon Sense uh, Origins. I feel that I might have missed a couple of things, um, and I'm probably not going to nail everything on the head, but I do want to also bring up a lot of the music that was also going on uh, during the 70s, as Sombora Kane uh, coincidentally pointed out in their interview, which they were absolutely correct. Um, there was a lot of Eno, Brian Eno type music going around in the late 70s and 80s, especially when the uh, Moogs were first really being utilized and, and since were starting to come along in the scene. And among them, obviously, Tangerine Dream. Um, I, and I know this is cliche, and I will probably get a lot of arguments about this, will also bring up um, in the 80s Inya as well. And I do that only solely based on the Celts, as I probably listened to that cassette until I wore it out um, when I was younger and absolutely loved it. Um, but going back to also the RPG elements, um, I spent a lot of time in front of a computer screen and also, you know, television screen with Nintendos and Segas and whatnot, and did a lot of dungeon crawling. And I believe that uh, that was also coined, aside from the Dungeons and Dragons elements, um, in in retrospect or not in retrospect, but within conjunction with the dungeon synth sound. Um, a lot of the songs that would be playing. Um, during your descent into dungeons and your dungeon crawl will be as ominous as they possibly could be while still being 8-bit um, and nonetheless awesome. Uh, I have nothing but fond memories of crawling around in dungeons in you know, Eye of the Beholder and Might and Magic games and so on and so forth. Um, I don't know why I wanted to make that clear. I guess I just want to talk about <laughs> dungeon crawling. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> into the uh, next track is a uh, artist that I am not too familiar with and don't know a whole lot about other than the fact that I liked the album and it appears to be a debut album coming out of Finland, Rovan Iami is a artist who goes by the name Starlet Citadels with the album entitled Avalon. Uh, the first track, which is what I'm going to play for you, is called The Sleeping Dragon. And I really, really dug this track. Um, a lot of harps, synth harps, and whatnot going on here. The album is clearly a debut, and um, 
shows a lot of promise for this artist. Um, like I said, there's not a whole lot of information, doesn't give any links, so I don't know anything other than what I'm provided on Bandcamp. Uh, he did note that he went back and corrected some stuff uh, in September 2019. Huh. I don't know how he did that. <laughs> I guess he's a time traveler. Anyhow, uh, the Sleeping Dragon is the title of the track, and again, I really enjoyed it. And then afterwards, we're going to wind down the episode with a track from a guy who has a very well-known presence in the DS realm, and also, heads up, uh, recently started a Dungeon Synth gallery, which essentially houses original artwork, uh, because Dungeon Synth has so much amazing artwork and there are so many amazing artists out there doing covers for these Dungeon Synth albums. Just phenomenal stuff and I'll tell you a little bit more about that after we listen to this track from Starlit Citadels.
from his 2018 June release entitled Lore Master. That is Garadrak, and with his ending song for the album, which is entitled A Quiet Farewell. Really enjoyed his compositions on this album. Garadrak has a couple albums, uh, actually another album before this, and then the single, uh, let's see, 2017 June was his first release entitled A Questy Night, and that album is great as well, and then a single for of War and Loss. Garadrak also heads up the Dungeon Synth Gallery, which is, like I mentioned earlier, um, a collection of Dungeon Synth uh, cover art, uh, which is on Facebook under Dungeon Synth Gallery or DSG. And really cool idea because there are so many great artists out there that are doing some amazing work in the DS art realm. Um, a couple that I'd mention, uh, Moonroo Art or True Moonroo Art, who actually did the cover album for Garadrak and has done numerous other albums and quite a few paintings that I've already fallen in love with. Um, also, uh, Savannah Massa, who did the artwork for Morserta and has done numerous other albums as well. So, a worthy uh, cause and a worthy page to check out. Anyhow, with that, I believe I am going to go ahead and wrap things up here on the Long Gone Galaxy podcast with our first fully fledged uh, Dungeon Synth episode. And before I give you my rundown of my monotonous information, I do want to send out a thank you to especially the DS groups that are on Facebook, uh, both Dungeon Synth and Dungeon Synth Cult, both of them huge shakers and movers in the scene and extremely supportive and extremely helpful in all different facets of the scene. Um, and you can join either one of them or both of them and essentially go down the rabbit hole and uh, we'll see you when you surface after you spend a couple hundred dollars on your first round of Dungeon Synth materials. And also I want to send out a big thank you to Castle Wall Records who uh, looked to me early on in my beginning phases with my first album that I released, um, which I do have a little surprise here at the end of the show for you, which I'll get to here in a second. Uh, but before I do that, let me just tell you playing behind me uh, a little less Dungeon Synth. In fact, not really Dungeon Synth at all, but still I really liked it, so I wanted to play it. Uh, out of Lithuania, this guy goes by the name Woking Growl, and this was basically his tribute to uh, Super Castlevania IV, uh, which was... I don't know if that was my favorite, but definitely one of my top favorite Castlevanias of all time, and really dug this, so I felt it would be some good ending music for this show. At any rate, moving on, you can find me in all the same places as usual, uh, longgongalaxy.wordpress.com, which I've been slowly reconstructing, so uh, it's kind of a mess right now. 
Also, Long Gone Galaxy on Instagram, Facebook, yada, yada, yada. Also, you can find my artwork uh, under Instagram, Captain Shook. And also, you can find my Dungeon Synth on Bandcamp. Um, and I have a Facebook and Instagram for that, too, which is Guild of Lore. And... As it were, I was digging around in some of my old four-track tapes and uh, found one of my original Dungeon Synth compositions, which I did years and years ago. I believe it was from the year 2000. It was either 2000 or 2001. And I had a Yamaha. I can't even remember what kind of Yamaha keyboard it was. It was one of the first ones where you could... uh, record tracks and then play back with the track Um, so it was a very rudimentary two track and basically I set up a mic in a studio room very very rudimentary mind you and uh, four tracked this song at about two three o'clock in the morning literally just off in my own world Uh, at any rate uh, this was somewhat of a beginnings uh, of my dungeon synth, and I had already been somewhat influenced by the Mortis and Wongraven albums at this point. So, I mean, I can see where this came from, but essentially, what you're getting here is a very, 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 very early and probably the first of uh, the Guild of Lore. <laughs> episodes um so do enjoy this very very rough track good night Thank you. 